0: Roger. Yeah, okay, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just
1: okay. I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. what? Okay. Huh? right. Stand right.
0: hi
1: welcome to the podcast this is how it's, how it's gonna, gonna start, start. <laughs> are we rolling
2: uh, that's exactly how I am
1: we're going yeah
2: I'm not uh, like I like metal but I'm definitely not a metal guy like I don't, yeah I'm kind of like that with I'm kind of like that with everything I do
1: but you're not like the um
2: I'm not like e- I'm obsessive about things that have to do with having fun. I guess, like but stand not, up. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> you're not that like the guy who. Like, oh, that's the guy who likes this.
2: Exactly. I mean, ah, fuck. I am that. With what? With music specifically, but I guess like I don't buy. There isn't a genre where I like really uh, buy into the culture. You know what I mean? Like, with metal, I, I like metal. But then there's a level of liking metal where you're, like, kind of a spooky person. <laughs>
1: spooky person where you're, like, a total fucking dork.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. You're,
1: like, totally. a dork for metal. For
2: metal, totally. You're a metal nerd. I'm not really much of a dork about yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I have been. But as far as metal goes, I'm not, like, the guy. I used to be a jazz nerd really I used to know jazz like I used to make it a point to know oh that was uh tommy flanagan on this track in 56 no That was uh, that's blue note that was recorded in new jersey that was angle <sighs> crazy I, I don't know, like i used to but you know.
2: i guess i'm like that with punk rock and like a lot of, i guess i'm a music nerd in the sense but there's i mean you know exactly what i mean there's like an extra level of it that i don't hit with one the ones that are like metal that are cuz jazz doesn't necessarily have a way of dressing or fashion or like
1: what well, used to lore i guess <laughs> More. it did yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wear a suit yeah you wear a suit like a but cool suit
2: yeah i guess true that's
1: true yeah minimal yeah, yeah. suit yeah 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 there's the uh smoky lounge kind of smoky lounge or i guess the thing with miles davis was is he started wearing a specific type of suit like a sweater cut jacket oh really that was a big thing i think i can't think who designed it for him I wanna say like uh some big designer who designed him, he wanted a jacket that was wore like a sweater. And he would wear this all the time. And that was sort of became a style. Really? It was like it was casual, but he's wearing a suit.
2: I know what this look is. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's what it was, yeah. though.
1: It's a Are good look. Are you
2: wearing a Bank of America shirt you made?
1: Yeah, this is a homemade Bank of America <laughs> that's shirt. That's so
2: funny, dude. I still oh have my. to release these. I have to make <laughs> these. <laughs> People are begging for them, but
1: I haven't. <laughs> They're done <yet>. so
2: funny. <laughs> I want one, absolutely. Just,
1: well, I have to. If I'll you pay wanna, top dollar, man. Yeah, I have to figure <laughs> out the price range because if I make them custom, it's a thing where I have to charge like a shitload of money because it takes so much time. Yeah. But I thought about finding someplace in uh, Asia to print them because they would they would probably print them without because a lot of places will flag them. American print shops, or at least, like, yeah, American-based print shops won't print stuff if it has any type of a, a trademark infringement. If you paid
2: cash, though, I think that, mo- like, print shops would really? do it. Yeah, because there would be no way to trace it. Like, I mean, I have a couple That's buddies true. who run print shops, and they would yeah. they just, just give them cash. They just won't give you a receipt or a work order or anything. It's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Because why would you know they did it? Yeah. They wouldn't know. And they don't
2: give a fuck. They want your money. They right. don't no one likes Bank of America. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Except me, you
2: know. <laughs> oh, is that no, you're no, a legitimate it's not. fan? It's both.
1: It's sort of like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a BOA banker. Sure, okay. Yeah. So but, in
2: that sense, you they have your money.
1: They have my money, but I definitely do not um
2: you love capitalism is like yeah. you think Bernie Madoff is good.
1: I sort of <laughs> I'm sort of of the of the, of the uh, mindset that Bernie Madoff is neither good nor bad. That he is sort of like this he a is product a product
2: of the system. Yeah, he's a sure. mushroom
1: in the greater fungus.
2: I generally think that too. Yeah. yeah. And, Just if we're living in this world where we Constantly fuck poor people out of money. Oh, yeah. Which is what this is. Exactly. It's not that he's that much worse.
1: Well, he just did it really well and people he used people who wanted to make more money, people who were themselves ruthless capitalists. Yeah. I, I got a guy. He's got a hot tip. I mean right. it's hard to get in with Bernie. It's hard to get in with him, but if you get in with him, he'll make you some big dividends. Right. Okay. Those weren't those were not middle class people investing with Bernie Radoff. No. Maybe one or two of them. Right. But those were people who had a lot of money. If you have that much money to give someone, you have a lot of money. Yeah. And so they knew there's no way that there's definitely more than 50% of them knew like, this is not, I'm not going to see how you do this, but you do it. I know. Right. It's like the thing, what happened? Oh, don't tell me. I don't, don't want to know. I don't know what happened because if I know, then I'm an accessory.
2: I'm forgetting. Bernie Madoff was the one who, like, invested in the the really complicated... uh, It
1: was a pyramid scheme, essentially.
2: Right. But it had to do with subprime loans. Like, No,
1: I don't think it did, actually. I think it was before that.
2: Who were the ones that were... Like, obviously, I know about the guys who sold the subprime loans. But then there were the dudes who, like, packaged the subprime loans into these, like, extremely toxic assets that you could invest in that would, like the the value of those would depreciate and you would make money
1: Ooh, i don't know that is that like a uh what they call it they call it when you short something when you short a stock like you're betting against it
2: you know i'm realizing now that i have absolutely no clue what i'm talking about yeah all, I, I, f- all I that f- happened like i know just enough was i saw the big short that's all that happened yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's I my saw <laughs> it too <laughs> I knew a lot about before that actually. Did you? But I forgot it all and then I saw that and I was like this is way simpler than I thought I than I thought it was.
2: Yeah, I think it's not as simple as Adam McKay presented it. Yeah. He probably simplified it. It's my guess. I think so. This... Essential.
1: I think it was Bear, Bear Stearns maybe. That was the yes. bank that went down because they failed completely. Yeah. So they got they got liquidated. And they fucked up so hard. They fucked up so hard. Maybe um, you should
2: be making homemade Bear Stearns
1: shirts. I see no one would get it. I have a Goldman Sachs one, homemade Goldman Sachs. Do you really? Yeah, that's this is the, like
2: the funniest thing I've ever I, heard.
1: I've got a homemade Goldman Sachs. <laughs> I've got a homemade, homemade uh, Monsanto. <laughs> that's, that's one of the flag Monsanto
2: is, that one's a little more on the nose. Yeah, with, yeah, that's yeah. more on the nose. It's like making a Halliburton shirt or something, mm-hmm. which you could totally, I you made can take a, that um, if you want.
1: I made a Halliburton shirt. I haven't Did really, I don't like it that much. So I need to redo it.
2: There's a logo, just not a fun logo. I made
1: a bear, like bear drugs, you know.
2: Oh, Bayer. Oh, bear. yeah. Yeah, Bayer yeah.
1: actually acquired Monsanto.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. So I made a bear. <laughs> wow. That's crazy to acquire Monsanto.
1: Yeah. They're that rich. I mean, Bayer yeah. is a they're like they're probably the biggest chemical company in the world, I think.
2: Okay. I didn't know that.
1: I feel like some of those companies, though, it's definitely a thing where. Like yeah, this is a terrible company, but at the same time, they're so huge and they have their hands in so many things. It's almost like, oh, this is just a company that a, that a, a lot we've been living with it for so long, right? Like everything half the stuff in this room is probably touched by Johnson and Johnson or Bayer or some some massive company has had a hand in the thing of that being produced. So to it's it's like that thing when people boycott stuff. I always I don't know. I always bristle a little bit because I feel like I mean I would say that the, the uh, what do you call it? the um the equinox one is the most obvious where it's
2: what's the equinox?
1: Well that that gym it's a oh, company gyms right. yeah, yeah, that yeah. are super like elitist yes. gyms. Um and people and they're owned by their parent company is owned by a billionaire who's a Trump supporter and fi- he donates to Trump. Right. And it's like, yeah, of course he does. He's a <laughs> fucking <laughs> right. super rich old guy. Yeah. And he he supports the guy who and helps him make more money.
2: Absolutely. Those people are selfish.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like of <laughs> course Equinox is it's like that thing where if you look into anything, there's going to be dirt. I feel like almost behind everything.
2: I know exactly what you're talking about and I like just to sort of like punctuate what you just said. Bill right. Burr has a great bit about that. Uh, oh really? The guy uh, from Duck Dynasty who said something homophobic, the like oh, right. oldest guy, and the, the way <laughs> he said it, he was like, what did you think he thought? <laughs> and it's like such a good point, and yeah. I think that's so often Yeah, I was uh, something I had never thought, I was like on tour with Billy Wayne Davis and Chris Charpentier, and I have like, ever since it came out uh, that they don't hire gay people and Who? uh Chick-fil-A I don't They don't hire gay people I thought th-
1: thought their shit was over. I thought they like Their shit thought, was
2: over. Oh. But but ever since then I just personally have been like, well fuck that. I'm not going to eat there. Yeah. And they were like I was like, "Come on. We don't have to go to Chick-fil-A. There's so many places." And I was like <laughs> uh, and I was literally like, "They're Christian, you know, they don't like gay people. Let's just fucking not eat there." And and Billy just goes, "Do you eat at In-N-Out?" And I was like, I do eat it an in and out And he's like, they're Christian. They don't like gay people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And he's like, dude, I mean, you know, look, draw your lines in the sand. But, but like, it's not – everything you do is made by someone you disagree with. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, kind of opened my eyes. And so – and it's funny, like, I had already come around on Chick-fil-A because – because it's complicated. Because people own those franchises, and obviously the guy who yeah. owns the one in L.A., he like went out of his way to hire gay people and oh, yeah. openly be like. I was like, about to say when I this. went there last, I was like, yeah.
1: "This is it's, this is there's a lot of gay people working here." I Absolutely,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And like, and I think that especially because Chick Fil A was like that, the people that own them who want to make a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because
1: um, why would Chick Fil A care? Because they're they're still making money. That, that's such a bad business model.
2: It's, it's such so an stupid. Extremely
1: bad business model to disenfranchise an gay entire people. right. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's, once that happens, like, oh, yeah, oh, you're right. We're, we, oh yeah, we, uh, we're, we're, we're sorry. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna, how do we fucking fix this fast? <laughs> yeah, fix totally. It. How I, much does it cost to fix it? Just fucking fix it. I really.
2: It's funny, like, I don't know what to do because I agree with you 100%. Like, every single thing, there's something fucked up about it. And people who draw hard lines in the sand really bother me lately because they'll be, like, screaming at you about how you shouldn't... I don't know... Go to Alabama because of what the Senate decided about abortion. That and shit then to me
1: really gets me.
2: And then they're wearing a Russell Athletic sh- sweatshirt that it was like made by fucking eight-year-olds <laughs> in Singapore or whatever. Um, yeah,
1: I had someone bag on me for wearing an, I have a, a T-shirt that says Atlanta on it. I bought Atlanta Airport. Uh-huh. It's neon g- green orange. I just love it because it's the most garish shirt in the world. Uh-huh. Someone's like, Ugh, Atlanta, really? I'm like. It's a, what a fucking about city. <laughs> it's a goddamn city. What's wrong with Atlanta? Because it's, it's in Georgia, a state that is.
2: Oh well, that currently... shit's crazy. Yeah. To like generalize what something that Republicans did in a place to everything about the whole place, that's xenophobic. Uh, that's what xenophobia fucking
1: is. It's so gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit about like man, when Trump won, there were some people that were like, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going to any of their." States anymore And it's like You you need to you, yeah. you need to go there For your own perspective And for For those people's Benefit as well Everyone right. will be better If we see each other
1: As opposed to like Oh my oh, god Let's just dig the trenches Deeper and lock it down Totally Lock the doors We're delivery only Build a wall How is that <laughs> You know what I mean Like yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> Oh wait Oh wait We just said the same thing Yeah Build a wall <laughs> But I do
2: think I mean it is It's fucked up Because it is all bad shit You know Especially like People just make their own little choices of what they're... I, I don't know. I yell a lot about PETA lately, and I am pro-animal rights, but it just bothers me yeah. to be big on PETA lately when there are like kids in cages, you know?
1: It feels like a thing where it's just uh, everyone... Aristotle's
2: fucking vegan. Do you know that I
1: of think, shit. I would love to be vegan. I really would. <laughs> no, I... I can't.
2: I can't l- do of it. Of course don't care if someone's vegan. Uh, you can't do it? Why? Because you love...
1: My, my, you ca- no, it's more just like I can't... My bowels can't handle... I don't, have a large, I don't have a large intestine, so it's like a thing where...
2: You don't have a large intestine? No, oh. have, it's not there.
1: It's gone. It's taken out almost 20 years ago. At this point. Oh, really? So, yeah, there's a lot of vegetables I can't eat. Oh. And you have to be able to eat pretty much all vegetables to be vegan. Yeah. So there's just stuff I can't handle.
2: My friend Jess is vegan and mm-hmm. is a food scientist and a vegan chef, so she's, like, big in the world. Oh, shit. And she, a few years ago, found out she's gluten intolerant. And so she now That's is rough. vegan and can't eat gluten. It's so hard for her to find yeah. shit she can eat. I feel like you yeah.
1: might have to break a couple of rules there, get some yogurt in, get some, get some <laughs> eggs in there. <laughs> totally. Because, <laughs> like, bread is such a, such a thing. Bread's such a...
2: It's oh, like man. true sustenance, grains. Yeah. Like, carbs are very important. I might actually yeah. have to go full meat. Only meat?
1: I don't want to, but I think I have are to. Are
2: you veggie right now?
1: No, I, eat a, I love vegetables. I ate a lot of vegetables. I love growing vegetables. I think really? vegetables are just fucking the greatest thing ever. Huh. But I think I can't eat... I can only eat basically eat eggplant, <laughs> tomatoes, and okra, and, like, um, even okra, I can't eat a lot of okra.
2: What is it that your large intestines digest that you can't um
1: it's sort of complicated it's not so much like a thing as it is it's like a systemic thing because because it's just you can't it's like
2: amino acids
1: well i think that's some of it a lot of vitamin b12 i think is a big thing i think vitamin d is a big one in the large intestine uh hydration is a big one Oh, really? Do you yeah. have to drink like way more water than I drink a most lot. people? I drink a shitload. I'm basically always thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I hate being... Th- I'm so tired of being thirsty. <laughs> what I always say is I wish I could just drink five gallons of water on a Monday and coast for the rest of the week. Wouldn't that be fucking badass? Just camel <laughs> That up? would
2: be great. That yeah. That would be so great just to be able to
1: camel up. I can't camel. That'd be cool if you could do everything like a camel. Like everything in the great. world. Like, Yeah. You, know, you just lock it all in. You do everything in a 12-hour period, and the rest of the week, you just... I don't know, play Call of Duty and uh, Oh my god, are you kidding me? That'd like be, incredible. In a hot it would be god, incredible. It would be
2: incredible. If but you could literally like yeah, get all of your like work hours in, like in the sense of uh like stand up. If you could just do like th- like 10 sets on Monday yeah. throughout the day, just bank them. <laughs> yeah, just bank
1: basically em. if your entire life biologically was the same way people buy toilet paper <laughs> or it's like, oh, you have a, a seven hundred rolls. Yeah, I'll buy them. We'll just put them in the shed.
2: Totally. It's Like
1: I'll never have to think about buying toilet paper. Dude, anymore. is
2: it? I obviously I buy toilet paper that way too. And every time I'm doing it, it always makes me laugh because it's like, like we all do it, so no one judges it. Yeah. But if. I were unique in doing that. <laughs> it would just, people would just be looking at me like, well, this what guy's you, taking a lot of shits. Wow, like... <laughs> "He's taking a
1: lot of shits. Look at him, he must be taking a lot of shits."
2: And I also end up buying like all of my like house supply bulk things together. Mm-hmm. And so like or or often or whatever, not all of them, but I'll I'll get some bulk stuff together. It'll be one trip. So so many times in my life I have bought a huge case of toilet paper at the same time I bought like four containers of cat litter. <laughs> and so it's like everyone's shitting in this house where we all shit a lot.
1: God, no. <laughs> I wish had the cat litter is basically toilet paper for cats.
2: Absolutely, it's toilet paper and a toilet
1: the toilet, and t- that's what I would like to have. That would be a cool thing. I guess that's a if you have a, if you have a toilet with a bidet in it, that's sort of the same. Thing, sure. Essentially. Yeah, totally. I'm I mean, to introduce you. Having you know a toilet day?
2: is not that different from having a fucking litter box. We're shitting into a bowl. It does flush. It
1: does. It does flush. It gets it out of there.
2: I mean, mine doesn't flush.
1: Welcome to Live the Tape. <laughs> My guest today is Rave Doss, also known as Dave Ross. Today, we'll be reviewing music here on Live the Tape, the only. Music review podcast hosted by Johnny Pemberton Comedian (laughs) Actor Debonair Uh, Mediator Vegetable eater Skier T-shirt maker T-shirt maker You want to say anything about yourself, Dave? Dave Ross, comedian
2: Dave Ross, comedian Debonair Podcaster
1: Podcaster
2: Citizen of Glendale
1: Citizen of Glendale
2: Very, very attractive person
1: Man with exceptional voice underage boy underage male boy here on Live to Tank, we delve into the secrets of the ice where life lives but for a moment and then is shattered for thousands of years we take a boat up the river Thames and find out the source headspring for the waters that Lancelot drew from back in 1216 when King Richard was among the many people who was alive at that time he was living and find out where shoes really came from. Here on this example of Live to Tape, the episode with Dave Ross. Today, Dave Ross and Johnny Humberton buy a small boat and take it through waters unknown to boats this small. For the first time ever, water that's so big will experience a boat so small with two men of a pretty much similar size. Compared to the things around them, they are basically the same size, even though they may... Be different in size, as much as 30 to 50 pounds, but we don't really know.
2: But compared to the boat. Compared we are. to the
1: boat and compared to the mammals that could kill them easily, they the are same the size. same size. <laughs> to a leopard seal that is 16 feet long and traveling us up to 175 miles per hour under the water. They
2: couldn't possibly discern between. They couldn't
1: possibly the two of us discern between apps. Dave Ross and Jack Pemberton here <laughs> on the small boat in the large water show on Live to Tape, the introduction that comes after we've already talked about a lot of things that are somewhat deep, but also, you know, just what people talk about who are in the entertainment industry, because they dissect things that are popular culture here, today, now, live. Our sponsors today are Carnation Instant Hot Chocolate. If you want Carnation Instant Hot Chocolate, buy Carnation Instant Hot Chocolate to make hot chocolate instantly. Also brought to you by iTunes. iTunes. We're going. We're, we're still here, but we're going away soon. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Also brought to you by Apple Computers. Apple Computers, the number one computer company for people who want a computer that's easy to use. Thank you for listening. Okay, <laughs> oh, let's get into it here. Let's wow, get right into great. it. You did okay. the whole song. I did the whole song. I, Cause you know what? I just couldn't find a way out. Yeah. a lot of times the thing, a lot of times things I do, I'm just like, well, I can't figure out how to get out of this, so I'm going to do it until it's till I can't, <laughs> Until I just, you know, I'm stuck. I'm stuck a in good, here. That's good.
2: That's really that's great, man.
1: Dave, what would you like to share with us for for to review as far as music? I mean, you and I have very similar tastes. I feel like, at least in terms yeah. of uh, rock music, yeah. You're one of the few people I know who likes a lot of, um, you know, current what would you call them, psych punk groups? I feel like the oh, OCs. Oh, yeah. Is like, I like forget that, that, that we talked about that. Yeah. yeah,
2: totally. I love all that stuff. Yeah, my, you know, actually, I'm going to start, I wasn't going to start with this, but I'm okay. going to start with this for because you said that. Yes. There's this band that you might even know one of the members. Uh, you, you know, do you know a comic, Mike Wiebe? Do you know him?
1: Oh, yeah. I do, right? I think I do. He's a
2: comic in Austin. Okay. He's, uh, he's a funny dude, and he's oh, a really good dude. What's his band? He's the lead singer of the Riverboat Gamblers. Okay. But he has a new band called Draculas. Draculas. That's who I want to wanna play. D-R-A-K-U-L-A-S.
1: D-R-A-K-U-L-A-S, yeah. Is that because Dracula with a C is like a a thing or no?
2: I think they just wanted to be like edgy.
1: Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> also you know it's kind of like yeah fuck it right?
2: Yeah fuck it dude. I get to pick the letters.
1: What song do we want to hear from them?
2: Um, So their EP I was like trying to pick on the drive here. I love all their shit mm-hmm. but their first EP a-
1: is called Ow Wow 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 Yeah, yeah and okay. track
2: 3 is called Crimson Carpets.
1: Here it is Crimson uh, Carpets. We're going to review this. I already ripped Jump forward. It's also like two minutes long.
2: I think all their songs are two minutes long. Damn. Yeah, that's the chorus.
1: Reminds me a bit of that band Radioactivity. Dude, okay.
2: Yes. That's They're so also funny. a
1: Texas band, aren't they?
2: Radioactivity is another band I was gonna bring up on oh, this shit. podcast. Perfect. Today. That works okay, out. Okay, so so uh, that's Mike just crap. was
1: Dracula's D R A K U L A S from their first EP in 2015. They have
2: a new album coming out soon too. So okay, it looks, so, looks
1: like it's out actually.
2: No, there's a song called Raw oh, that's Wave a, that's a single. from okay. 2016. God, And okay. They have a record coming out this year. Okay, so Mike Wiebe right? All right, so Radioactivity, comedian. Yes. So you know, uh, Radioactivity, that those guys' first band, Mind Spiders. Marked Men, Marked
1: Men, right? Okay.
2: I was a huge Marked Men fan. Yeah. And I didn't know radioactivity, but mm-hmm. I so I know Mike very well, and I just did Fest. Do you know the 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 punk festival in uh, Gainesville?
1: No, I don't. But that sounds like a fun time,
2: dude. It's amazing, and they have comedy. Gainesville, dude, you baby, should do it, man. Okay. Fest. They would for sure have you. Uh, yeah, I've done it a couple times. The comedy's great too. Mm-hmm. They like because punk. It's just a weekend of punks. Seeing shit and punks are nerds and they're nice. It's the best crowd yeah, ever. Yeah, like
1: that would probably be a great yeah comedy show. All the some of the best sets I've ever had have been at music festivals.
2: And it's cool, like the fest. The way they do it is downtown Gainesville just has a shitload of music venues, mm-hmm. so it's a big music festival but every show is its own little contained thing. So the comedy, you're not competing. It's not like an outdoor festival where you're competing with yeah. other music or something. You
1: mean when so, you're across the way from M83 as yeah. they're playing? Did that and happen I, to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, there's M83 <laughs> and there. I'm here, and I'm <laughs> trying to be heard by over a band that's the loudest band in not even America.
2: Yeah, I did a I did the Punk and Drublick Fest once. I think I had to follow Strung Out, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It was so fucked. And so... um. So I had this really cool moment uh, at that festival where I like did those comedy shows, did the comedy show the one night. And it was there were only like six or seven other comedians on the festival. And we sort of like just banded together. We all knew each other Mm -hmm. and just ran around and had a great time watching bands together because the comedy was early in the day. And Mike Wiebe's bands were there. So I went with some good friends of mine and i got really drunk and i had had a good set so i was like very happy euphoric drunk yes and i go to this show to see mike's band riverboat gamblers play and then he comes back and we're talking and hanging out and then the next band starts playing and it's radioactivity who i had crashed with them in mike's airbnb the night before and met them and they were nice people and mm-hmm. shit right so, and like I said, I'm in the best mood ever. And then I'm hearing the band play, and then they sound just like Marked Men. And Marked Men are one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, and, uh, I know and what happened here. Yeah, so I, like, grabbed Mike by the arm, <laughs> and I was like, dude, w- these guys sound just like Marked Men. And he was like, yeah, this is that guy's new band. And I was like, <gasps> and i was like so happy and then i found out about a new favorite band of mine while being that happy
0: That's and just great. like
2: turned and watched and was the happiest i've ever been and and i just started talking to mike about the band and how much i love them and i was like yeah mind spiders i brought them up and i was like oh dude have you heard their other band high tension wires and mike goes yeah man i'm the other singer in that band <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And so then I realized like Mike is a, Mike Riverboat Gamblers are a Denton band and Marked Men are a Denton band. Oh, they so are, these okay. are just like Texas buddies weeks. who came up together in yeah. Denton playing house shows together. And uh, yeah, so that's like the family of bands.
1: Well, how do you do, how does Mike also comedian if he's in that many bands? That seems like a thing where.
2: Yeah, he's just one of those people who just like is that creative. You know, he just like can't.
1: But it's not so much creativity, is it just. Physical time, putting the right? time
2: in. Yeah, I will say lately, you know, he's working on this band so much that he's not doing as much stand up, and yeah. it's like kind of eating him a little bit. It kind of makes me
1: want to start a van- start a band. And Dude, I think comedy. that every <laughs> oh,
2: man, I know, stand up is hard. <laughs>
1: it's hard, and sometimes it's just. Sometimes I just feel like, Ugh, like what I've had enough of this. Sometimes with with stand up, I just get like, this is, I don't know, it feels kind of like oh, you're. Drilling through the same wall. Oh, interesting.
2: And you like? What do you? I guess what do you? Yeah, what do you mean?
1: Like it's uh, the the whole concept of it is not that interesting. The idea of it is so. um,
2: You're retreading the same ground. Yeah, drilling all through the same wall.
1: What are we doing that's new here? Sometimes I find something new. I mean, that's obviously the part of the work, right? Is you find something that makes you feel excited, makes something excited about, but then it's also we trying to do, trying to find something that makes you excited is also, that's the that's well. I think I just I think said the thing that, that frustrates the
2: me, and but this also frustrates me about all art is that all every type of art is that. Yeah, I always want there to be something new, just like you said. Yeah, that's what keeps me excited. But that's not what other people want.
1: No, they want uh, you to do the same thing. Yes, because. They're not, this isn't for you necessarily. You're not like, yeah. if it was just you trying to entertain yourself on a fucking, <laughs> like a floating island, then it'll be different. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just, I have to constantly find novelty. Otherwise, I'll, <laughs> I'll shrivel up.
2: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that's what stand up feels like, is yeah. it feels like you're an island. Uh, James Austin Johnson always says, uh, oh, fuck, I actually just totally forgot the metaphor that he says, but it's uh, just like rambling, I don't know. We're like alone, rambling in the like uh rambling through the desert. Yeah. Uh fighting for our lives. That's kinda <laughs> how it feels. But then yeah, you get fans and they want the same thing. And that makes sense. I mean, just to stand up fans in general. I like we like it when people stand still and talk about themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Or maybe not stand super still.
2: Yeah, well, they like some Dan Cook, he has a lot of fans and he moves a lot. I think movement's good. He moves his arms and his legs. Some people and
1: stuff. like to move a lot. Yeah, they do. I like to move a lot. I can't I stand do. being still.
2: I'm back and forth. You sometimes I'm still. Sometimes I'm pretty kinetic. You know? maybe
1: I should try being still. I never tried being still.
2: Oh, you should. Yeah, dude. Maybe that's your next. That's what's gonna that's start being exciting. A still you. comic. I not only like standing still. Sometimes I really have gotten into being quiet. Like mm-hmm. I'll like finish a bit and then not say anything for like a like thirty seconds
1: and wait for someone to go fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That has yet to happen. Or how about this? <laughs> hey, where's the bathroom? <laughs> That's worse than fuck you. So that implies you're like, oh, um, I'm here to serve you in all capacity. Damn. Hey, can I get another, uh, what is this called? Well, is, this a, is this a jalapeno pop or something very hot?
2: <laughs> That's a corn nugget, sir. Damn, Johnny. Fuck. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> Did you ever have any corn nuggets in Gainesville?
2: No. There's a What's place a-
1: called The Hat or The Top. It's a bar in Gainesville. I only went to one time, and they have corn nuggets. So I went to Florida State, so one time I went to Gainesville. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. In Florida State's where?
1: Tallahassee. Oh, that's right. It's like right. the south. Gainesville Gainesville's still the south. I've had
2: some fun comedy shows in Tallahassee as well. You
1: have? Where'd dude, you, well, did you perform?
2: Well, there's a Tuesday weekly show at Bird's Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack that is wow. so fucking fun, This
1: That's new thing. I don't know about that. Yeah. It's
2: been going for a few years, I think. Yeah.
1: Bird's Aphrodisiac Oyster Shack.
2: Dude, they pack in. Yeah, it's just this like, hole-in-the-wall square building where mm. they stapled a bunch of movie posters to the wall, and there's peanuts on the ground. Ooh. And they pack in a bunch of college kids and it's just the shit, man. It's so much fun.
1: I'm into it. This
2: guy Scott P V runs it. Hmm. He's got a kid. He wears a he wears he's a karate a, uh, outfit hey, sometimes.
1: Oh, <laughs> I just say no, he's got a kid anyway. He does karate. <laughs> Actually we don't know if he does karate, really he nice does a karate guy. outfit. <laughs>
2: yeah, wears a karate outfit sometimes, has a kid. What's up, funny Scott? guy? Hi,
1: <laughs> hey, what's up, Scott? Hi Scott, what's up? Hey dude. We were talking about um we're talking about this band. Dracula's, Yeah, you were saying you also want to play a, a radioactivity song Oh yeah, to they have a it?
2: song uh, off their second album. I'm
1: going to give that Dracula's, I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to give that um, uh, Five Smacks.
2: Oh, hell, we're going smacks? smacks? What's the Max Smacks? I think that's six. Six, six, six. Yeah. Five out of six Smacks? I've
1: just established this.
2: Well, I'm going to go six Smacks. Then, six Smacks, okay. Because I picked it.
1: I feel like I'll never give something six. So. Okay.
2: Oh, you're okay. the pitchfork of your own show.
1: I think I have to, <laughs> otherwise... I used to do, use this beer review app a lot called Beer Advocate. No, it was called Beer I don't know. It was a fucking to rate beer my app. beer? Something like that.
2: Yeah, Because, okay. you know,
1: I have friends. I used to be... I was part of the craft, Drunk beer, craft beer movement early. I was an oh, early, you were? I was an early crafter, believe me. Wow. I've, I've since become very sick of More the like whole... More like my
2: PA. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you we were saying stuff like that yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was into that well before you were assholes. <laughs> yeah. I was into fucking sours before they had to stop making as much of them because they couldn't keep up because the aging process takes too long for the demand. Okay? <laughs> I witnessed Russian River draw down their aging from 20 months to... eight months. I saw that happen.
2: I was there when Samuel Adams blew his fucking brains out. (laughs) Because he couldn't fucking stand it. He fucking sold out, dude. They got bought, and he fucking, he was like, I'm out, dude. I was on the phone
1: with Ed, whatever the fuck his name is. Sam Adams.
2: Lagunitas is my dog's name.
1: You know how they fucking... (laughs) You know how Sam Adams spills more beer than most companies make all year? Yeah, I was around when they... No, the other way around. We make... (laughs) <laughs> Other companies spill more beer Than we make all year round I was there when they spilled it
2: I was actually there When Oscar got the blues <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I called Pete Wicked Before he was just a, He used to be a nice guy Wicked Pete's Pete's Wicked Ale Pete's Wicked Ale That's so like Pete's Wicked Ale Is the original <laughs> like um, Hey what's up I'm a college communications uh, profession I wear sandals My name's Rich <laughs> We had a guy named Rich Templin who was a college (laughs) professor, and he wore sandals and a beard, and he was always saying stuff like, you know, Mm. down with the patriarchy kind of thing. (laughs) And he used to drink Pete's Wicked Ale, man. (laughs) Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's Wicked Ale. Hey, guys, what's up? (laughs) Are you going to go go see man or Astro Man?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Like 20
1: years older than everyone else. We should play a little Manor Astro Man just to get in context. Dude, I
2: saw Manor Astro Man at the Observatory in Santa Ana when I was in college, and they fucked up promoting the show, and there were only six people there.
1: Oh, God. I don't know if
2: you've been there, but that's a thousand cap venue. We wow. just saw, Aristotle just saw Pup there. Pup? Yeah. You know Pup?
1: I don't know Pup. This is a Manor Astro Man called Antimatter. I love them. I've never really listened to them before. Oh, really? Yeah, we're I haven't. They're so great. It's like a real band. Yeah, they're this a surf the rock
2: band. They're so good.
1: 2013. They've been around for a while. So long. <laughs> they took a long break, though, it appears. 2000, 2011. This is 2011.
2: Heavier than I'm used to. Really? Yeah. With them, I mean.
1: This is after their newest album, it appears. This is great. Let's see what. they skip to the.
2: Damn, these riffs, dude. They have a song where uh, where the cool lead sounds. singer is an old printer. <laughs> really? <laughs> they literally like take an old printer, and they hold a microphone up to it, and they'll have like, this sound it. Yeah. What song is that? I don't remember which no. song. They did it at the show I saw.
1: We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know now. What's Pup?
2: Pup is a punk band. Oh, you'd like them, dude. I think the song that we're gonna review a song and let's you've never it. heard them. Yeah, let's play review DVP. it. DVP. Start with DVP.
1: DVP. Okay, this is one of their popular songs on uh, on Spotify. It's from their 2016 album. The dream is over. Yeah, it's got a cool bunch of trash on the front. On fire. Oh, it's a couch on fire and someone's reading a newspaper next to it. <laughs> yeah. Classic album cover. Band name great. Oh, wait for
2: but it. I'm just looking at you just looking it.
1: ending Ooh.
0: Need to grow up.
1: Yeah, they're dope, dude. nice fuzz out oh, that's great pup dvp as in a delta <laughs> vampire program or also known as a delta victor papa it's the name of
2: a highway in canada oh they're canadian yeah, there's from something Toronto. about
1: Canadian bands, man. That like I'm a big fan of Sloan. You ever listen to Sloan? I don't. I've heard that name my whole oh, life, dude. This is gonna be great. Now, okay, I'm gonna play some Sloan. We're gonna do a little review of some Sloan. Great. So this is like an album. This is how I got into them was an album called Navy Blues, which I think is still one. This I listen to this album so much that I almost have trouble. I don't, wouldn't listen to it on a normal basis now, but I'll listen to it obviously now to show it to you. But I they, I listen to it. I went to visit. I went to Switzerland in college because one of my best friends uh, from high school, Nate, his family was living there for a year because his dad's an engineer. He was doing some sort of, like you know, some guy from Switzerland goes to America, some sort of weird like trading sort of thing. Okay. So it was a very, very Minnesotan family was living in Switzerland, like Minnesota, and like, oh, hey, Johnny, how you doing? Coming <laughs> by, we're putting some beans, we're canning beans today, kind <laughs> wow. of thing. Is that a big Minnesota
2: thing, canning beans?
1: Just, they, people love canning shit in Minnesota. Like, <laughs> can really? the fuck out of everything, yeah. <laughs> everything gets canned, put up. We're, we're, putting, wow. we're, we're putting up some, uh, some. we're making some pickled tomatoes. Sure, 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 sure. That kind of shit. So it's a very Minnesota family was living there, and they have, they have five kids, great people, just the best. And I, we, Nate was going to go there. And I was like, you asked me if I wanted to come with him. So I'm like, fuck yeah. So we flew to, I flew to Switzerland, met him there. Still one of the greatest trips in my, my life was Switzerland at that age. I was probably like maybe maybe 20, something like that. Um, but I went there and I was really into Nate, this album at that time. I had the CD, I think. Maybe it was, it was I, this is probably pre-iPod, I think, maybe. Maybe it was like an MP3 disc, right? Okay. But I was also really into GHB then. And this was um, really yeah. I, Damn, so, I, I never would have took you for a drug dude. Oh, wow, man, okay. I done a bunch of drugs. <laughs> I brought some GHB. What's your? Li- How old were you? I was probably twenty.
2: Okay, and you were big.
1: Yeah, I think I was twenty. Was well, not a ro-hypnol. <laughs> ro-hypnol is very different
2: than GHB. <laughs> I know, I know, I know.
1: G- I think it was technically it wasn't GHB. I think it was something called BDO, which is like a, a precursor to I don't know. This is weird chemical shit. But I brought some GHB with me. To Switzerland, and we would ride the trains a lot um, around. And the, I found that the ultimate thing in the entire world, if you want to have, you want to have time disappear, take some GHB <laughs> on a train ride and listen to like a rock album that you can listen to all the way through, like Navy Blues. Wow, an hour becomes basically just ten minutes. Wow, it's like the world's greatest. I mean, I don't think I could do it anymore. I think my body has, my body and brain have changed a lot <laughs> since then. <laughs> yeah, but back then, listening to this shit on G, on a fucking train mm-hmm. in Europe with wow. your friend was, like, the greatest thing.
2: Watching you like... say that with a homemade Bank of America shirt on, <laughs> you're the coolest person <laughs> ever.
1: That's a true discre- <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of discrepancies going on here. <laughs> uh, well, we, we don't know what to do with them. Uh, should we book them? <laughs> we'll let them go. Yeah, I guess we'll just... Uh,
2: you, know, you know when you're on a train in Europe on G, listening to Sloan, how an hour becomes ten minutes, <laughs> and then a chorus of people is like, "No,
1: no, no!" <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it's great. <laughs> oh, Here's oh, a great. I this is already a, love yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of flange. This is Iggy and Angus, maybe blues. <laughs> wow. The best is the fucking bridge, man. The bridge is like just a pure. Stuck my own luck, is this a Canadian band? Yeah. This is. Are there
2: members of New Pornographers in this? I don't that think that so It sounds sort of like how, New
1: Pornographers It sounds a lot like New Pornographers I never <laughs> yeah. thought about that They're a band that's just like So, so easy good. to listen to cool. it feels good. Do it after. I have this turnaround I gotta find this turnaround I can't play the whole song
0: It's the ending. Still the all
1: this is great. Yeah, wow. This is it. This is the best part. The flanger, the mouth of sound. Wow. Yeah, the whole album is fucking great though. It's got some slow ones in there too. It's got some shit like this.
0: Take control of having what you it's got some want. shit like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some shit like this. I love- a little bit of piano-ish in there. Okay. Oh, it's just so fucking good. Wow. I have so many memories attached to that album. I can't. Like, it's just like pure college, basically. I can't wow. listen to it really anymore. But Derek fucking, it's like a Toronto thing. You know really? that guy David Denine Porter? He's a writer. He's comedian. I don't know him,
2: but I like have heard his name. Well, yeah. He's
1: a super funny, weirdo dude, and he turned me on to so many other stuff like this. There's tons of Canadian bands that have like this pop sensibility that's just so it's like so locked in. I have always
2: loved that, how certain places a mm-hmm. s- one specific sound will come. Well, like we were talking about with Denton.
0: Yeah. Specific
2: Denton Punk all shares a very similar, like yeah, psych punk aesthetic.
1: I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, because I always forget that bands have origins and that actually means something. Because you kind you're coming up around these people who have a similar. Yeah, it's like thing.
2: a yeah. They probably fed off each other and yeah. they like mirrored each other probably half on purpose because they were creating a scene but then just the place and how it felt and who they all were and yeah. what it was like to be there created similarities in your brain and your writing style i'm mm-hmm. sure um it's
1: like incest jewish
2: right yeah. yeah who are what are other big toronto bands i mean like broken social scene i think is from there obviously drake it's i
1: honestly really don't band, i don't really but... know I don't yeah. think I know. I know Sloan. I feel like another Canadian band is. Uh, I couldn't even tell you because a lot of times you just forget. Oh, you're Canadian. I thought you were American, but you're right. Canadian. Right. I don't even know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's feel. I mean, it feels like the same thing because they're right there. A
1: friend of mine would always say, "Why, why Weezer and not Sloan?"
2: Oh, interesting. It's like, you
1: know, they have a. I don't know. Well, but I can
2: already tell you from only listening to what yeah. I've listened to Sloan is that Weezer is a little more simple. Yeah. It's a little more accessible.
1: It's a little more America, a little yeah. more crunch as it's opposed to punch. Very
2: poppy. Yeah. Weezer's so poppy. San uh, and so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got, uh, what, you got another song you want to share? Yeah. What is it? I do. Share to review because we're going to review it. Okay, I will give that Sloan song. Give that uh five point five only because it's a legacy Damn. track. Damn, five point okay. five
2: smacks. Five point five Smacks. That's almost six. Do you <laughs> do you only go point five or do you go deep? Like do you ever point eight?
1: Something. Um. This 5. is the this is the precedent right now. You're, oh, this okay. is the first time those words have been said.
2: Oh, okay. You were only so, going solid integer uh, smacks.
1: Yeah. This uh, is a music this. review podcast, so uh-huh. this is about m- reviewing music. <laughs> Where Johnny Pemberton gets with a friend, and they review music because, <laughs> as a very professional music reviewers, did do- to do. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're sponsored by Apple Computers, you have to do it that way.
2: Well, it's especially professional if you're doing a decimal. Yeah that's like 5. very 5.5 5. 5.
1: pitchfork gets kind of ridiculous like how did you come up with 7.4 pitchfork
2: is like, also yeah just like wrong and mean yeah, sometimes
1: they're just trash
2: they're just like yeah it's a fucked up <laughs> website that i disagree with <laughs> almost entirely they i must like be
1: doing that on purpose
2: they do they do they try to look cool they mm-hmm. like really have gone especially the guy that reviews punk uh, his name is Ian Cohen. He's okay. just like randomly an asshole to some bands for no reason. It's bullshit. It's yeah. such bullshit. He, do you know Ceremony?
1: Um, uh, you I think what I do. We, it's a band, right?
2: He rated them really low one time. And granted, yes. I, I Aristotle looked at me weird. I'm friends with one of the guys in the band. Was please. it a metal band? They were a hardcore band okay. and continue to be, but they're more of like, it's like punky hardcore and new wavy hardcore. Hmm. They just... They have a new record that comes out tomorrow. They're good. Ooh. Um, Dang actually, God. I haven't listened to it, but you should play a track off it and see what you think. It's
1: called "Pursuing the End." Actually, it looks like no, it came out called... August sixth.
2: No, this is, this is
1: the single off that new album.
2: Yeah, the new album is called In, "In the Spirit World." Oh, right. Well, it comes out tomorrow. So we it's could not listen on there to yet. this. Yeah, let's the, listen pra- to let's,
1: it. This is a "Presaging the End," which I don't I didn't know it was a word. Presaging the end <laughs> from probably ceremony. isn't ceremony. I'm in already.
2: I love it. I didn't realize how like dark wavy this was going to be. Yeah, sounds like a
1: Pesh mode.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, so so. Wow.
2: Okay, now go go to their album Violence Violence, which is their first record. And uh, from 10 years ago or something Violence, 15. violence Yeah, just play any track okay. And just listen to the difference
1: These are very short songs, too
2: Yeah They're like East Bay hardcore Like crazy <laughs> Oh,
0: shit <laughs> Man, <laughs> Man. What, Mom?
2: (laughs) Mom, what? I think they were like 15 when that got made,
0: too. Uh, I already did it. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Fuck you, Dad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so one of their records, that guy Ian Cohen gave like a
2: ridiculously low review. Three point something. I
1: think that's a compliment. What do you mean? When someone really scorches Mm -hmm. your shit and they do it with spend time to scorch it. Yeah. That can only be I mean you have to find a way to take that as a compliment, right? Well, that's
2: the whole dialogue around that is like if you go out of your way to make something that low on a website that never reviews things that low, that means you did it on purpose. That means that this was important to you in mm-hmm. some way because they had never reviewed ceremony before, so this guy was like, "Well, I th- I got to I got to fucking write a bad review on mm-hmm. purpose to explain why I never reviewed them before."
1: Yeah, some guy, some guy reviewed a stand-up show. I think it was the only time I've ever had a stand-up review. And it was a show I did in Minnesota last year. It was one of the best shows I've ever done. I felt it felt amazing about it, right? Uh-huh. And I find the review like six months later because I'm trying to find the date for a show in Minnesota again. Because I'm trying to look up. I'm Googling, like, oh, what's the date of the show so I can promote it? And I find this article. I never saw it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Whoa. And I what ha- happened? I read it. And I was like, took the took the air out of my lungs. I was just like, oh, it was just so such a hatchet job, and I just couldn't believe. I was like, first I was like, oh man, this is this is so it hurts me so much. But then it took after a few weeks, I realized this he person, wanted
2: to write a bad review. He set yeah. out to write a bad review. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I don't like about Pitchfork, and specifically that dude. I like I fuck, dude fuck you if that's who you are. You know what? If you just go out you're like, "You know what? Today I will be writing something bad." <laughs>
0: that's so
1: yeah. shitty, man. It's also a thing where I feel like that person when someone does that, you really are showing your cards. You're showing your hand. Yeah. When you do that cuz it's a very much a betrayal. It's like that crap when people talk about like, you know, if you're negotiating in a deal and you you give up your leverage, which is like to say like look man, I've only got 25 left and I have to get them out of here by the end of the month otherwise we're screwed. I just gave you I just basically told you information that now you can leverage me can be like, "Okay, well, if that's the case then you have to take this offer." <laughs> right. So it's like essentially, that was a long way, a long way <laughs> to explain it. It's like when you do review like that that's so specific against a certain thing, you're basically showing You're showing
2: your hand. Yeah. You're showing yeah, yeah.
1: Hand, oh, this I hate this because this is personal to me because I'm right. jealous or there's some sort of a thing going it's on. It's
2: unprofessional, yeah. 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 It's very weird. It's
1: weird. But also the whole idea of reviewing in general is kind of just well. That's the other toxic. thing,
2: and that's the other thing I don't like about Pitchfork in general is like. I'm just not going to respect you if your whole thing is not creating and rating Mm -hmm. things other people created. Yeah. It's one thing to do it for fun or whatever. Like there's some, some reviewers are really have fun with it. Like, the The reviewer of the SF Chronicle wrote a review of um, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and it said, uh, <laughs> this was the worst movie since the invention of the camera. <laughs> and it's like, that's not even a bad review. That's just a guy having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's also like you know Pirates of the Caribbean is a franchise that is un you can't hurt it you it doesn't matter it. and it's also like-
1: <laughs> great it's been made by a fucking like com- committee of illuminati people yeah. this movie is good yeah totally it's good in the sense where who ah, oh, wow ah, it's that like, it's gonna make yeah. you duck when- if you're
2: having fun we're having fun yeah. but i don't know i feel like pitchfork has always been this like uh that's how that's what i think about pitch it's like i'm i'm so cool.
1: I just realized it is called Pitchfork, which it's when you think like about a Pitchfork, s- if you're not using it to bail hay, you're using it to chase someone out of their fucking mansion. Right. So, I mean, right.
2: Or just pitchfork. like you just are the devil. <laughs> it's the
1: thing the devil has. Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Pitchfork is the name of a band. Probably. has got to be a band called Pitchfork. Several bands. There's Pitchfork's oh, best music. There's I an artist a- called Pitchfork.
2: I got a great song you do? for this podcast. Have you ever heard... This, this is Pitchfork. This is
1: Burn Pigs Burn by Pitchfork. Wow, oh, dude? No. <laughs> wow. What is this? this is this like minimalist? Probably from 2003. No, it's gonna come in. You I know what? spell it. No, I don't know it. Right now. Oh. I wish
0: there was there again. Fucking again. Burn
2: pigs burn. I think that's about cops or animals.
1: About to get rippy. I don't have much time here. I have My to guys. fast forward this set up. To- here it is. Here's when it happens. Kind of mathy, whatever. Okay, got it. I yeah, don't even know about music fine. sometimes. If I don't, if I don't know. Talk about this in a bunch of podcasts but basically if, if i don't have contacts for a band sometimes i just i don't know if i can like this
0: yeah because i just
1: can't like i don't know what this is <laughs> you know if you know what it is
2: right you like you are not even familiar with what they're doing yeah. right? <laughs> like in a general sense yeah when
1: you see oh you're wearing live. a
2: pup hat right now oh crazy <laughs>
1: oh why does it say that Morbid that's stuff? it's
2: new that's their new album Damn, we
1: stuff. got a pup fan in the house <laughs> it's like Aristotle's a true pup. i'm wearing
2: a dracula's <laughs> shirt underneath this sweater. Butcher. Are you really? Yeah, I yeah. am.
1: Wow, I got my obituary hat.
2: Yeah, totally. Which I oh, just dude. wear. I got a song. Okay. And this is like I mean, this is a novelty song. If you've heard of the band, you know what a novelty it is. But have you heard Hate Beak?
1: Ooh, I feel like I've uh, I always think of Hate Breed. I haven't heard Hate Beak.
2: Hate Beak is Hatebeak. A, all you, caps. Aristotle, Do you know Hate Beak? Hate Beak is a band. Oh,
1: I get it. Okay, go ahead.
2: Their yeah. lead singer is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's a screaming parakeet. Oh and my
1: a- fucking God, this is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it's a death metal band with a parakeet for okay,
1: a singer. These are the top five songs on Spotify. Birdsum, Seven Perches, Bird Seeds of Vengeance, Roost in Peace, Nested Are This Are these covers? I don't think so. Roost in Peace, that's a megadeth song. Well, and Rest Bird
2: Seeds of Vengeance is a Nile song. Black let's- Seeds of Vengeance. Well,
1: let's listen to Roost and- in Peace. <laughs> the english sorry about that hey <laughs> <laughs> what
0: the fuck is going on here <laughs> <laughs>
2: So wait, it's like what is it? A cockatoo? It's a it's a <laughs> it's a cockatoo or a parakeet or
1: something. Fuck man, they Which have f- an album here called Birdhouse <laughs> by the Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're oh my really funny. God, dude. this is so
2: dumb. I was reading about them too. They're, <laughs>
1: they're Molt Throwers. Name of a song? Molt Thrower. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. I'm pretty
2: sure they're the. It's two guys and they're both in Pig Destroyer that band, oh, that metal band. That's a
1: ripping band.
2: Uh, and I was reading about them They're big animal rights just, activists They don't tour the band Because they They the, think it'll hurt the bird uh,
1: That's all that bird wants <laughs> is fucking...
2: I'm pretty sure they have another band Where they have The lead singer is Two Dogs <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, look them up Look at their bio in Spotify
1: Okay. And, well, there wasn't any bio, actually <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, for, for Beak This is Pig Destroyer Oh,
2: oh yeah, dude This 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 is
1: fucking, this is like a tank blowing over bones. Have you heard Power Trip yet? Oh my God, dude. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, (laughs) actually the the episode that's coming out today is with Riley from Power Trip. Oh, no shit. Cool. They're great. They're fucking outstanding. They're just like, you know, they're they're crushing. I mean, Power Trip is, this is more like obituary than Power Trip. I feel like this right here. Yes. Because I double bass.
2: Totally. Uh, I mean, Yeah.
1: Agoraphoric nosebleeds nose metal's oh, such yeah, a weird dude. thing man metal's fucking weird
2: that style that fucking obituary uh arch enemy Just type th- shit th- yeah well I man it's, really it's death. it's metal for a couple yeah
1: when were you into death metal
2: like 2004 but you or when 2005? did you start
1: listening to music that was cool
2: Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I mean, well, like, I also lucked out when I was young. Like, when I started listening to the radio, Mm -hmm. the big bands on the radio were Nirvana and STP. Okay. And, like, those bands are, in my opinion, still, like, objectively great.
1: Yeah, they're outstanding.
2: Yeah. And so I just, like, started there. I had really, I had a Doors album before that. Where did you live? Yeah, I moved all around. I was a Navy kid.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: so, but when I was in fifth grade is when I got into like listening to the radio, and I got into Nirvana. You know and where that was? That was in uh, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I was there fifth, sixth, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and then I moved to New York for eighth grade in high school. New York City? New York State, like an hour north of New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, Orange County, New York.
0: Wow. That's what they really uh, called that? Yeah. That's totally. funny. Orange County.
2: And it's like a kind of like a it's a tough place. It's uh it's like very uh very poor, sort of lives in the shadow of the city. It's so it's grey. Like,
1: it's very gray, very up there, gray.
2: Like. Uh also rural, you know, it's like yeah. in the middle of the woods and the mountains. Um it's but it's also like as a result of all that a very funny place and uh and people like really need something. So the punk scene there was really good. So I was in like Ninth grade or tenth grade or something. I heard "Damn It" from Blink One Eighty Two on the radio, mm. and that was my first ever hearing anything punky at all. And I was like telling everyone I knew about it. And uh, this dude I was on a soccer team with uh, got really annoyed that I was talking about Blink One Eighty Two and bought me uh, annoyed. What? Yeah, he was like Blink One Eighty Two is lame or whatever. You got to hear oh. real punk. And he oh. bought me White Trash Two Heaps and a Bean from No FX.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because No FX is pretty much. The same. Still (laughs) very big and very like poppy as far as punk goes.
2: Well- also, But also where I lived, there was very little punk. Yeah. So pop punk was like really left of center, at least for my specific right. town. There was like one other punk in my school for a lot of the time.
1: Try to think what would be the hardest punk at that time. It would be like, oh, this is like punk, real, very...
2: I mean, dude, I, like, I lived in an area that was big with like really good punk and emo, and I mm-hmm. didn't even find any of the emo because it was... Like I really what I loved about punk was that it was like a departure from everything I was around, which yeah. was like corn and Wu Tang. Right. And I just, all those people that liked all that stuff were assholes to me. And I was like, well, fuck that. And yeah. so I needed something that was a community and that was like fast and fun. Did you <laughs> skateboard at all? I didn't. I didn't. I, I that's how I got into a
1: lot of that punk was through friends who skateboarded. And it's also, we watch those, uh, skate videos. And a lot of times they'd have
2: punk bands. Yeah.
1: There's so many CDs I bought because of, uh, their appearance in Escape Video, like oh, the wow. band called MCM and the Monster. I haven't thought about this in <laughs> fucking probably. Oh my god! I do not even know how long I thought about it. MCM and the Monster, not very good,
2: dude. Yeah, funny. Oh there were so many god, punk bands dude, that weren't that good, but I love all of it because they. I just love that sound, and they all sounded the same, so it was amazing for me. Jesus they just Christ. every band kept writing the same song over and over again, just with a. You know, yeah. a little bit of a different sound. So I would just buy those $2 comps that Epitaph or Hellcat or whatever made and just, yeah, find bands that way.
1: This is MCM The Monster. Wow. Oh, my God. I haven't listened to this, Dave. I don't know how long. It could be 30 years since I've listened to this. How many,
2: how many listens to their top years, songs 20 there? years. On Spotify.
1: Uh, this, this band... Isn't is, that is fucking scratching. This has got yeah, weird. Fucking less than like a thousand is, wow. the, t- is the most. This most. this really shit. So dumb. Wow. This is, like, this is child's music.
2: This was a side of the skate wow. punk shit that I couldn't get into. The like, the like, weird rap.
1: Like screeching rap, weasel punk, too. Is rap, that you into screeching weasel?
2: I got into screeching weasel a little That's later. That's different, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's like real pop punk, yeah. like Ramon style pop punk. I got into that later. I was more like, yeah, NoFX, Blink One Eighty Two, mm-hmm. uh, Epitaph band kind of pop punk. Did you get any drug religion. stuff
1: back then? Because I feel like that's also a thing when you like drugs. You know, yeah, drugs are like a kind of thing, like smoking weed or like. I, I didn't know.
2: really get into drugs till college.
1: And you dig into drugs in college, but I did in a big way. Yeah. yeah. Like and what then, was the what was your favorite thing?
2: Uh, ecstasy. I took a lot of ecstasy. Really? Yeah. I did, like... But I Where mean, was I, that? At USC. Oh, yeah. And I went through the whole arc. I was, like, started, like, smoking weed all day, every day, and getting drunk a lot, and then from that, uh, started taking acid and mushrooms, and then that became ecstasy, and then I did, like, a lot of psychedelics and ecstasy a lot for a year or two, and then got into, uh, coke and, like, other... Taking pills and shit and stimulants. Yeah, I did math a couple times. Damn, dude. And then and then like my end of college was like smoking heroin.
1: Smoking it. Never shot it it up. Never
2: shot it up. A couple of my friends shot it up once or twice, but I only smoked it. Yeah.
1: Smoking what's that like? It's I mean it's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, this is Live the Table. Johnny Permenton. Uh, so the review of uh, of, of smoking heroin, heroin is uh, we got five five smacks. <laughs> Here's the thing. Let me say
2: very quickly of b- b- <laughs> before we move on. I'm I'll, fucking with you. I know you are. Yeah. But I every time I say that, and I do mean it, dude. I mean there's a reason people do oh, heroin. Yeah. It fucking feels good, yes. dude. The problem with heroin for me was like it like really fucked my life up because. Uh,
1: Wait a second. Slow down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait heroin
0: <laughs>
2: well I never shot it up so I never like you know hit bottom or went to rehab or anything yeah. I just like moved and then couldn't get it anymore where did you move <laughs> moved to Fresno okay. first person in human history to move to Fresno, to Fresno and quit heroin yes.
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I. Um, so the problem for me with heroin was that like it made me feel high for sure, but but not while I was on it. I could have been convinced that I wasn't high. It what it oh, felt like never was that, that before. It, it felt like I was the real me. Uh-huh. Had I not only were I not anxious or depressed at all, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was me. Had I never ever experienced stress or anxiety, it was like. Yeah. All of the weight in my life had been removed so I could finally be the completely relaxed me. And I'm sure if you're listening, that sounds pretty wonderful. But the yeah. problem is that it's obviously it goes away it's when the high wears too. off. And then so you have to keep doing it to keep that up. Yeah. And then the drug rips your body of nutrients and it all does? that. Sh- oh, yeah. Heroin is like horrible for you. I mean, obviously <laughs> it is. I
1: just don't yeah. know. I never, I've never heard those words said, though.
2: Yeah, I mean like I guess you could like somehow like shove your body full of vitamins and shit like that. But it just like isn't tenable. You don't do it's, that. Yeah, you, and then you, ha- you, you have to stop doing it. Otherwise you keep – also the high, you're chasing the dragon. So you have to keep getting more and more high. And so if you want to keep doing it, you eventually keep shooting up and shooting up and shooting up more and more and oh more and more, more and you fucking die. yeah, Or or you get a disease in some way or what you get sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. And th- so then if you – what happened to me was I quit smoking it.
1: How long had and, you been smoking when you were?
2: Like, uh, like the, a year? A
1: full year? Like what? But I every... also, I
2: was very scared. I was very nervous about drugs in general when I okay. did them. So I was like the tamer one of all my friends. I right. never did it more than, uh, I never did it two days in a row. Um, okay. And I like, yeah, I really tried to like not get addicted. But still, when I quit, the heroin had like replaced all my coping mechanisms.
1: Oh wow, man, that's Ye- heavy.
2: Yeah, so I had went through a 2 year period of being extremely depressed and having no ability to deal with problems and just being like yeah. a fucked up alcoholic who was sad all the time and like always upset. In Fresno. In Fresno. Which had nothing to do with it. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> uh, Fresno, if you're listening, um, you know you're doing great. Just keep up, the, keep up the good work. Uh, just you know, clear the air a little bit. Clean the air.
2: Got to clean the air there. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm actually a big defender of Fresno, man. Like when you talk about Fresno, it's hard not to talk shit because of the obvious problems, like the bad air and you know, gang yeah. violence and stuff like that. But I there's a lot of people I love there. Fresno's one of those places where it's difficult. Like where I grew up, it's a tough place. But because of that, the good you... people make good things happen. So there's like yeah. good, like music scenes there. Where did
1: you grow up? You think? When you say where you grew up, where do you think you grew up?
2: Oh, I s- Orange County, New York. Okay, eighth grade in high school. Yeah, that's where it counts. Yeah, and that's... it was also the longest I'd lived anywhere at that point. Mm-hmm. It was only three year chunks up until there. I lived for for, uh, for five years.
1: Wait, yeah. so how did you get out of that funk? Then I'm just interested in that because I know I knew Herald, you had like thing? a history of that, but I'm, I'm very interested in the. Like, cause that's like a heavy path. That's like a, not heavy, but it's a very difficult yeah. way to get out of that. Cause it's like a thing where, like you said, it's, uh, it's reset everything and you have to basically learn how to not, have to learn how to, yeah, cope with things. Yeah. I
2: mean, I also, uh, lost a friend group when I moved away from college because uh-huh. it was all my drug friends and there was like a lot of drama and, and weird shit there. Like and, uh, And I also just like, I mean, it's combined with the fact that I had so, I was such, so down on myself, man. So always in my life, so low self-esteem that I like would just hang out with whoever would have me. And so the other thing that happened in Fresno was I like for the first time realized like there are people that love me Mm -hmm. on this earth. And I was sort of dealing with like starting to learn that you could just like, try to be happy. I had never actually ever tried okay. to be happy.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, and so, yeah, I was like a radio DJ and a drunk and, uh, I was also a caseworker for disabled people during the day. <laughs> that was my day this job. This was
1: like a great Gus Van Sant movie right <laughs> It here. was a
2: crazy time. Jesus. And then like the radio, th- radio as an industry is so upsetting cause it's obviously, it, it, even in 2004 to 2006 was tanking. Right. Um, and, uh, and so like everyone there, I worked for a clear channel radio station. It was hemorrhaging jobs and just horrible to the people who worked for them, you know. And I'm like starting a career in it. And then uh so like, yeah, this was all happening at the same time. So how did I get out of it? I don't know. I just kinda kept moving through it and then I tried stand up and that was really scary. And I moved back to LA and secretly wanted to do stand up, even though I told people I didn't want to do it. The, so the,
1: it was kinda in a way it was stand up.
2: It, it, it was like honestly, I... dude, it was stand up that got me out of it. Because stand-up was the thing that made me feel like I had worth.
1: And you wanted to do it too. So you're like, oh I have to so stick the fact around for that. This.
2: I ended up at, I like tried it, was too afraid, right. didn't do it for three years, tried again, and then like kept with it and got good at it. Like it's funny get sticking like trying trying it a second time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: sticking with it and getting good at it. All three of those things. Were monumental to me. I never would have imagined I would do any of those three things. Yeah. So, like when any of the three happened, I was like, I was like, oh, you can, you can do things that you want. Yeah, and you can,
1: uh, you can build something out of play doh, and it will. Oh, you can wow, work. I made something.
2: And like, yeah, you can want something and try and get it. And yeah, you,
1: it's the funny thing you said. Like, try. I always think about like the whole incel movement now, and it's basically it's like. All you guys have to do is just fucking try. Yes. <laughs> like, you're not even fucking trying. Dude, what? everything just try to around
2: that entire culture, like oh, it's incel culture, used to be fucking pickup artist culture. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It was like the answer to that. They're yeah. the answer to that now. They're like pickup artist culture doesn't exist anymore. So these guys are like, oh, we just sit around. We can't manipulate women, so we just fucking whine about it. It's so annoying, and it's, it's like all of it. I just want to be like guys, just just do this once a day for the rest of your life walk up to a woman and say hello.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
2: just do that. Just do yeah. that and I fucking guarantee you that you will date people.
1: Or also uh, <laughs> just join any activity. Yes. Volleyball. Dude. Meet people. Uh, car building. Anything in which anything you in you the meet world.
2: Meet someone. Mm-hmm. Just put yourself in a position to meet other human beings. Cuz like you don't have to manipulate people. Yeah. You don't have to assault them or be <laughs> rude or mean or force anything on them. You can just be like, "Hi." Mm-hmm. And then a percentage of them will say hi, and then you're fucking halfway there. Halfway. <laughs> it's unbelievable mm-hmm. to the lengths that people will go to to not say hi to women.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing. It's almost. It doesn't make any sense. It seems almost like they like it's a magic spell or something. Like you can't. Oh, I can't walk through that door. It's like, Dude. why? He just.
2: Just, it's being broken at, like, a level that I just, like, will never.
1: <laughs> it's strange. It's, it's definitely an internet thing. It's something where I feel like the internet has created it. But you would think it would be the opposite because right now, I mean, I remember see, I saw something that Ramin posted. Ramin um, Na, Nazir I, I was confused with my, na- my oh, neighbor's Naser. name. I'm pretty sure it's just Naser. Ramin Rameen My yeah. neighbor's name is also Ramin, and he has a five letter last name. So I'm always like, wait, it also has a Z in it. So I'm always like, oh, it's which one is it? So that's oh, so why okay. I, I slow down and think that. We posted some crap about not some crap, but some very some crap, some, some very insightful <laughs> thing about how. YouTube is basically like the library of Babylon or something. Like if you want to learn anything in this world, you just type it on YouTube and there was probably like 15 people. like, Yeah, this is how you do this very specific thing. (laughs) Right. And so you can learn anything.
2: Wow. That's so so true. If
1: you want to, if you like something, if you like any the most, even the most specific thing in the world, you just type it in there. There's someone else who likes it and they can show you how to do whatever that thing is better. It's like, that's just to, to ignore that is absurd. It's it, like, oh, we had this yeah, thing right. that is was. It's almost like biblical proportions. Just this this knowledge base that is accessible. It's it's and it's weird, really strange.
2: I have a a bit that's about a very specific angle of that, and I'm so sorry. It's one of my stand up bits, but it is a thing that I truly believe. It blows right? my mind. It's I the bit is about how men don't know where the clit is, <laughs> and which is crazy because I know where the clit is, and the reason I know is that I Googled it. <laughs> And that's true. Yeah, when exactly. I was a kid, I, I heard men clip? talking about it, and I like literally Googled it. Should and I then, Google it right now on YouTube? Go- and th- Dude, yeah. diagrams come up. Where is the clit? <laughs> a diagram will come up. And- Here we go. person <laughs> that
1: comes up. Hi,
2: I'm Ben Buckingham, and you're about to learn what is a clitoris?
0: <laughs> short,
1: for short, where to find the clitoris on a woman's a vagina. Man. This and is I'll
2: incredible. Really important information about the clitoris, so you know how to handle this pleasure button to make sure that your woman is One, very, very happy with you seven, in the bedroom. Seven, this is going to sound pretty eight, weird to I'm you, playing but
1: a Conan number station over there.
0: Like
2: penis, but a super five, small seven, version. So when a woman eight, is not aroused, you can't really five, see her clitoris.
1: This is. At all. Unbelievable! Is, hi, welcome to my art. <laughs> I play uh, clip finding videos with uh, Cold War spy radio transmissions. Pay me money.
2: There's also like if you ever want to feel bad, uh, feel better about criticism that you get, uh, look up something undeniable on YouTube and read the comments.
1: Oh yeah, that's the best.
2: It's the best. Like I literally watched it, like a like a pianist from the 70s or 80s. Who I looked up was, like, world-renowned. Glenn Gould, maybe. Yeah, right. Playing in, oh, so in a chapel
1: mm-hmm.
2: that was massive <laughs> with, like, the most beautiful organ you've this ever sucks.
1: seen. It sucks. It was Glenn Gould, actually. And he
2: was playing Mozart. Ooh. And literally, dude, yeah. the first comment on the video was, Mozart was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next comment was... No, he wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> Well, the Every... burden of proof is on the
1: defender. <laughs> I'm sorry. Prove to me he's not gay. Yeah, yeah, Dig him up. It's like, why does that
2: matter to you? What does it have to do with oh man I, I just love it so much. Who's I try to remember that anytime I get a shitty comment, someone someone commented on a sketch of mine once. Mm-hmm. You have no talent for comedy. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, none? Yeah. You sure?" <laughs> Zero, none,
1: none. I mean, I, I, I put this up here.
2: This is bad. Mm-hmm. This is you for sure. Off of one video, know that I'm completely untalented.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking comments are. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's a thing where some some videos I won't look at them because I know it's like this is just I I don't read any, anymore, man. Yeah. I mean, who who's got the time?
2: When I did this, is not happening. I read the comments and I got like eight comments down, and this guy this guy commented, "I bet you this little bitch is reading all the comments." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's kind of that like I kinda uh, that Fox, actually that yeah,
2: made me laugh and that's, then i stopped you know, reading comments
1: can I say that's pretty good Uh <laughs> um, you have an album coming out i do it'll probably be out uh when's
2: this uh, episode out
1: well your album comes out tomorrow right yeah yeah so it probably won't this will be out probably next week i guess oh, great. So, so i have an it'll be album fresh out. it'll be fresh dave has an album out my album is out is it available everywhere
2: it's, oh, on all the platforms. You can stream it. You can buy it on iTunes and Bandcamp and stuff. It's you, on Spotify? It'll be on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify. You. Um, What's it called? It's called The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen the album. It's such a great album cover. Oh, thanks, man. It's such a great album title.
2: Thank you. Thank it's you like, very much. Uh,
1: it's so funny. It's so great.
2: I uh, I collect all the links to buy it. There's a physical copy, too. I I In lieu of making like CDs or tapes you could buy, I want to do something a little more, so I made this this flip book out of like art that I made. So yeah, there's a flip book that's like 150 pages. No you way. Can, yeah, totally. I wish I had one with, I should have brought one. Oh, Damn it.
1: Well, so I how do you, you get that? I, you buy it on?
2: Um, uh, the website is sex.guns.beer. That's the URL. <laughs> and that has all the links to stream it and buy it and all that stuff.
1: Sex.guns.beer. beer. Yes. That's a great that's your website? Holy shit. <laughs> How long is that when your website?
2: Uh, well, my website is DaveTotheross.com, but I bought guns dot beer and made sex.guns.beers for this.
1: Oh, what a guy. Oh, there's a the flip book. So you can get you get that that comes with a digital download card. Yeah, totally. What an interesting thing now. It's like a thing where it's like
2: people don't listen to cds or whatever yeah. so we're doing other stuff i know if you buy sean jordan's album you get a flask oh cool <laughs> It says, yeah yeah
1: it's such a weird thing yeah because you basically can't sell an album because i have uh, an album but it's like i have it on cassette but that's more for the novelty the cassette has exactly. a bonus track on it so that's that's, a, that's oh, the that's the one thing cool. on it but at the same time like you buy the cassette because a lot of people don't even have the cassette player but i want to have this it looks cool it's nice it's fun yeah. But if I didn't have a cassette, then what would like it's why would you want to buy this? Because you can listen to it on Spotify.
2: Right. I mean, I think there's there's another element for like you or me. I mean everyone in this room, we're all music nerds. Right. So I just like having a tape. Yes. Just because I like it's a tape. It. So I actually we I'm gonna get tapes made to sell them on the road. Right. Uh just because I want to have my own tape. And people and who like literally to buy
1: it. shit after they see you. They want to totally. have that thing they got. Yeah, but also I I was thinking that a cool thing would to do would be have like a nice twelve by twelve record size print because a lot of people like to frame LPs. Yeah, and that'd be a cool thing if you have because obviously this album cover is really great. That would be a cool thing to sell as a nice print.
2: Megan Keister, uh-huh. when Megan Keister put her album out, she released an empty record jacket
1: but it There's has no the,
2: record in it but it is the jacket for a record
1: that makes wow. that makes so much sense though
2: <laughs> it's so funny i love it yeah yeah it's great you can buy yeah. it on a special what right is now. it like 12 bucks or 15, something like or that 15 i think so it's like a record price yeah totally Damn,
1: <laughs> it's great yeah um what should we close with i feel like i, w- I want to play that song of some guy in an organ in the fucking oh the mozart or maybe
2: it was beethoven it could
1: it could have been just Bach search. actually It
2: wasn't Because I was looking okay. specifically for Either Mozart or Beethoven for a bit And I don't remember which one um, let's just I think try it was Mozart
1: Let's try Mozart Mozart Okay It's uh, Mozart Symphony Number no. 40 it, This could be it but Also I
2: didn't he, the, I amended the comment He did oh, not did. say gay Yeah He said a slur Yeah he said a Yeah
1: He forgot Maybe This could be it
2: This is beautiful
1: Yes. When I was on mushrooms in Switzerland on that same trip. <laughs> wow. Uh, we ate some mushrooms. Four days turned into three seconds. Oh, God. Listening to Tchaikovsky. We went to this botanical <laughs> garden in the capital city of Bern, and it was the most one of the most amazing trips I've ever had in my life. But afterwards, we're still tripping. We, in the rain, we walked to this Gothic cathedral. Oh, As we cool. walked in, someone was finishing up. Playing a Bach organ fugue. Oh I was my like, god! Oh.
2: <laughs> oh my god, dude!
1: <sighs> Ooh. God, man, it's hard to have a good a psychedelic experience these days.
2: I know, dude. It's just hard. There's so many billboards for *Skyscraper* around.
1: That <laughs> shit! What the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> I was just using an example of a bad movie, but
1: oh, that's a movie. That's, that's a movie, right? Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know if that's what you meant. Why, why is it hard sh- to have a? I feel like it's sense? hard to
1: top it because as youth is such a great platform oh, yeah. for um, for having like a real just you know nothing matters.
2: Right. Oh, you dude, kind of, I don't like, really do out. drugs anymore, and that's one of the reasons. It's, like, scarier now. There are stakes with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, if I died, I would care. I wouldn't have really cared yeah. <laughs> if I died back then. I, like, didn't. I just operated as if I would never die. Right. And uh, and now that there are, like, rules and I have responsibilities, it's just weird. And that it was, I, I felt so free back then because of the, like, no fear of death thing. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would like to find a way to have... Some sort of novel experience like that though.
2: Well you know what's a kind of an equivalent for me? Funding is, for this video. Uh Sorry. No, turn it up. Turn it
1: up. Hold <laughs> on.
2: It's my favorite part.
1: This is this is uh Andante and F.
2: Have you heard Bach's cello suites?
1: Uh I don't think I have. I've only heard the Bach uh, organ suites. Are they better? Uh,
2: they're I don't know if they're better. <laughs> uh, yeah, his organ suites are bullshit, dude.
1: I don't even think they <laughs> the organ I really know. No smacks.
2: Organ. dude. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is like some Yo-Yo Ma shit Right here Yes. What are you saying, though, about having A authentic experience? Oh, yeah
2: I uh, have found that something That the equivalent for me In my 30s Of, like, a good drug experience In my early 20s -hmm. Is going out in nature sober Because it brings me Such peace Mm -hmm. uh, In comparison to, like, my Stressful life. Yeah, that it's like uh, really eye-opening in that
1: way. I've had experiences like that backpacking, where I was so exhausted that I got like a uh, adrenaline download. I remember walking through a field of lupin, probably like eight ten eight tenth, eight or nine thousand feet up in Yosemite or Ansel Adams Wilderness. And I was this is after like hiking for about maybe ten hours, wow. and I got this download, and I just felt like super fucking high. Yeah, like real like kind of like seeing God high for a second.
2: Wow. Interesting. Yeah, That's I know, funny. I didn't even, that wasn't even what I was talking about. Okay. And that sounds like what I'm talking about times a hundred.
1: I think it's a, <laughs> I think what it is for real, it's, it's an experience of your body. You're hitting a wall. And when you punch through the wall with uh, your endurance, yeah. you get these like moments of very, very pure clarity. Oh, that wow. I find every time I go backpacking, it becomes harder and harder to hit that, to hit that wall. Like I have to be so exhausted to hit that wall. It's almost like, Interesting. I guess, if psychedelics break down your um, inhibitions, it's a similar thing because you're you're so exhausted that your mind can't be bothered with sort of like petty, petty housekeeping tasks, and all it's thinking oh, about is I know exactly Very what you're primitive about. ideas, and it's like a thing where you feel. I think your brain gives you some chemicals, and it's also just a matter of. I don't know. It,
2: it's your body dealing is probably yeah. just a cocktail happening oh, in yeah. your brain. It's funny. Yeah, man, like a, it's similar for me, what I was talking about, but it's rooted in anxiety. Like I have oh, uh, yeah, very, very bad. I'm anxious all the time. And then if I remove myself from my life and I walk out into the woods or any, it could be simple, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I have to be out there for like, a few hours right but the air is nice and I'm like surrounded by green and water and such the difference between my level of anxiety there and my base level of anxiety is so extreme mm-hmm. that I feel like a completely different person and it feels like a little bit of a religious experience I think it is yeah And I do think that, um, you know, I I know that I have some sort of anxiety disorder, but I also do think for sure that our lifestyles, uh, like between the Internet and how cities operate, even small cities, are so stressful that we forget. uh,
1: Being bombarded.
2: Exactly. Constantly.
1: It's like we're all x-ray techs. Anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you have to wear the lead smock or you got to fucking just get your balls. Turned into butter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow, I've never heard someone say get your balls turned Turn into butter, butter. before.
1: Sex.guns.beer. Yes. Dave Ross. Thanks, bud. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, dude. What this a fun is show. Ross Dopovich. That's Playing, his first baby. name. <laughs> Playing the Oh wow. No, I don't know, but it's it's his last name. name is Bach. His last name is Jake. Jake. Ross Topovich Jake. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye.